0: Welcome to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. And Equipping the Persecuted is a boots on the ground ministry over in Nigeria. Now, of course, their main ministry is to go and to do exactly what the name says, to equip those who have been persecuted for Jesus Christ. And they equip them in multiple ways. One of the ways is they equip villages by going and putting up defense towers uh, in that that goes in. And they're an alarm system is what it is. Not when I say defense tower, I don't mean like like people going and shooting out of these towers or anything like that. But it is an alarm system that when attacks happen, it alerts the entire village to go and to get to safety. That's what they. That's one of the main ministries that comes from this. Also, uh, they're in the process of finishing up building an orphanage that is specifically for those whose parents have been martyred um, for the cause of Jesus Christ. They've also gone and built a, a school building already this year that, of course, goes and equips children uh, who have been placed in an IDP camp, an eternally Displaced Persons camp. And they go and they uh, have created this school building to go and to teach them from a biblical worldview, biblical foundations. They also go and train up pastors to go and to have a biblical worldview so they can actually make change in the culture from a biblical perspective, to bring Nigeria, not just to see people get saved in Nigeria, but to bring Nigeria to a place where it's standing against the culture that Muslims go and bring in so that there can be real, true, and lasting effects within Nigeria. Now, of course, all of this is done with the saturation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is an incredible ministry. Uh, there, there really aren't too many other ministries that are out there that are like this, and, and if there are, I, I don't know any other one, really. It's it's really kind of one-of-a-kind because its main focus is to go out and to equip the persecuted, not just go, to go and to give them aid, although that's part of it, definitely, to go and to help out after attacks, but it is actually to equip them so that as they go forward, they can go and defend themselves, get to places of safety, and also, also go and be on the offensive in the culture. It's an incredible thing to go and create a Christian culture that goes and, and truly has a comprehensive culture to understand civil government, to understand business, to go and to understand these things from a biblical perspective, because we know that the word of God goes and relates to everything in every area of Our life, And that is true here in the United States, as well as it's true over in Nigeria. It is an incredible ministry, and you can check them out at equippingthepersecuted.org. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted.org. It is a ministry that is worthy of funding and supporting, and so I would encourage you, in fact, I I would just plead with you to go and to give to Equipping the Persecuted at equippingthepersecuted.org. Also, we want to hear from you. We want to know, what do you think about this podcast? What do you think about what's going on, what we're talking about in this podcast? We go over a lot of uh, cultural events. A lot of a lot of what we've been talking about is is abortion. And we're going to touch on that once again today from a, an interesting perspective, being that we we, we just saw, saw Father's Day happened uh, not too long ago here uh, this past week. And so I, I want to talk a little bit about that as fathers uh, relating to to abortion and how important it is that we have fathers in the fight for the preborn, but I also want to hear what you think about this program. So please email us at, at gmail.com. Once again, that's at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you have to say. We want we want to know your thoughts. How can we improve? Uh, what what do you like? What don't you like? If you don't like it, well, may, maybe at least try to be nice about it, right? Uh, but also um, I, I really want to hear what you think about how important it is for fathers to be involved in fighting for the lives of the preborn. So once again, email us over at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. But before we get into that, I really want us to go and to look at today—oh, by the way, I'm I'm Pastor Sam, forgot to say who I was—but uh, I really want us to go in and to discuss some recent attacks, one in specific that has happened in Nigeria, so you can understand the importance of the ministry of equipping the persecuted. But I'm sure that you probably heard on Pentecost Sunday that there was an attack at a Catholic church, and, and, and well over, I think it was like 100 people died in Nigeria. I mean, it was just an absolute tragedy that happened there. That, that made mainstream national news, and so you probably heard about that. But what you probably haven't heard about is that not too long after it, I believe it was June 8th or June 9th, I believe it was June 9th that this happened, that 32 more nigerians were killed by gunmen in a northwest nigerian village says residents now now this is this is just a, i mean an incredible attack so so think about this here you just had an attack on on a church where 100 people died you know we talk about like mass shootings and everything like that, where at least hundred people were injured and, and things like that. We talk about mass shootings in the United States. Can you imagine that? But then one that doesn't even make national news is that 32 more were killed in another attack. Wow. I, I mean, just, just think about that. But, but also, I want you to hear a little bit of the terror on this. And the terror that happened uh, following this, it it was that 100 motorcycles of Muslim attackers came up to this church. Think about that. Can you imagine how scary that would be with guns? A hundred motorcycles? I mean, this is... This is more than just like, oh, a mass shooting or something that happens. I mean, this is a a, a huge deal that's going on. This is a hundred people going and doing this. I mean, this is a true mass shooting. I'm not trying to downplay anything that happens in the United States or anything like that, but a lot of times we don't like to think about it much because it's not in the United States. It's it's over somewhere else. It's across the world, and so we just kind of put it out of our mind. But this is Nigeria, which has been predominantly actually kind of known as a, a a Christian dominant nation. But what has happened is that Muslims started to take over coming uh, from out of country into the north, and they're slowly moving their way south. And they're going in there attacking churches, attacking villages, uh, attacking Christians, reaping terror everywhere they go. And this is why it is so vital that we have ministries like equipping the persecuted to go And to, of course, provide relief. That's important. But also to go and put preventative measures there. But also to bring the gospel. Also to bring the gospel in these difficult times. Because sometimes these these radical Muslims, they get absolutely supercharged. And sometimes they don't just attack Christian villages. Sometimes they just get in so much of a a war-torn frenzy that they go and they attack Muslim villages as well. And one of the things that Equipping the Persecuted has been able to go and to do is to go and to get food and water to Muslim villages that have been attacked by radical Muslims. And through that, they go in and they share the gospel. And we have seen sometimes 20, 30 Muslims get saved out of one village just because they look out and they, they, they see the real love of Jesus Christ. Isn't that incredible? But the whole premise, the whole purpose of this ministry, equipping the persecuted, is to do good, especially to those who are of the household of the faith. And that's what we should do. If we can't love our own well, how are we going to go out and love others? And so as a Christian, I'm asking you, what are you doing for your persecuted neighbor? You know, it may not be too long before persecution comes to the United States. And we're going to be wishing that somebody stood with us, but I can tell you that God will not be mocked. We will reap what we have sown. And so the question is, is have we sown into going and helping our persecuted neighbor? That's, that's a question that, that really ought to come to our mind. It's something that we really ought to wrestle with. It's something that we really ought to think about. How are you caring for in loving your persecuted neighbor? Well, you can love and persecute, you can lo- not persecute your neighbor, excuse me, but you can love your persecuted neighbor by going and donating to Equipping the Persecuted today at equippingthepersecuted.org. But you can also find out more things there. You can go and find the, the, the newsletters that are there, the updates that are there, so you can find things to pray about. Of course, there's other ways that we can love our preborn neighbor other than just going and giving money. But I would really encourage you, to go and to check out the website, to go and to see what's happening, to go and to see what Equipping the Persecuted does, and to also go, and and if you can can spare it, I know it's tough in this economy, but, but make time and make spots in your budget to go and to give to Equipping the Persecuted. Stay with us. We'll be right back after a quick break.
1: There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, Medical aid and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it, they take action. Visit equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today.
0: God's Word tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Truly, sin is a mark of America today. Every second, 28,000 people are watching pornography. Since 1973, over 65 million babies have been slaughtered on the altar of convenience through abortion, and 70% of millennials are likely to vote for a socialist. Sin truly abounds and is a reproach to our nation. But how do we get back on track and be exalted by God once again? Hi, I'm Pastor Sam Jones, and I've written a new book that traces the steps of America's fall and gives us a road to redemption. It's called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You can get a copy of the book at Shininglightministries.com. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Sam. And today, we, we've talked just a little bit about loving your persecuted neighbor, but there's another neighbor that I really want you to care about and to think about. I want you to care and think about all of your neighbors, but especially your pre-born neighbor. You want to talk about a persecuted neighbor, your pre-born neighbor, especially in the United States, is by far the most persecuted neighbor that you have. It's, it's your defenseless neighbor who doesn't have a, an ability to go and to speak out uh, in, in and of itself. And so it needs you to go to speak out. But, but, but as you know, it, it was just Father's Day just a, a few days ago, not too long ago here. Uh, and when I was thinking about Father's Day, I started thinking about this whole idea. How much impact should a father have in the fight for the preborn? You know, this is going to be a fight for us going forward to ending abortion in the United States. I believe it can be done, but I believe in order to do it, we are going to have to have fathers step up. We're going to absolutely have to have fathers step up. Now I want to give a, a negative example first, because it is, it is if you have been a listener of the show, you already know that I've spent a good amount of time outside of Planned Parenthoods outside of abortion mills, not as much time as I should, not as much time as I want to, but I have spent a decent amount of time outside of Planned Parenthoods. And I remember specifically the first time that I saw this happen. It wasn't the last time, unfortunately, but the first time that I saw this happen and it absolutely broke my heart. And that was, I was standing outside of a Planned Parenthood, praying and preaching and reading the word of God. We believe There's power and authority in the word of God. So I'm going out there doing that and I saw quite obviously a father drive his young teenage daughter to Planned Parenthood. And then I waited to see what would happen. He stayed in his car while he made his young teenage daughter go in there all by herself. She came out with a bag, undoubtedly, of the abortion pill. The murder pill. And instructions as to how to go and to kill her baby. And he drove away. This father wouldn't even go and, and look at me or make eye contact on the way in nor the way out. Nor while he was sitting in his car. You could tell the shame That was over this man. And yet he was there, not just permitting his daughter to murder his grandchild, but was encouraging her to do it and made her go in alone to Planned Parenthood. And that just broke my heart. But not only did it break my heart, it made me angry with a righteous anger, no less. Because I sat there and I realized what in the world are fathers doing? Especially now, I've seen this happen multiple times, where a father goes and brings his daughter into Planned Parenthood. And every single time, they cowardly stay in the car while they're going to see their grandchild murdered, encouraging their grandchild murdered, And it made me realize something, where are the men? Now, of course, in today's culture, the the, the big thing that has been said, of course, from the, uh, those who who are for baby killing is that they say, my body, my choice, right? They say, my body, my choice. And, And of course, what they're saying is, is that no man should have, should have say over my uterus and things like that. And they intentionally try to cut men out of the equation. Now, first of all, I, I do want to just go and say, though, of course, we're not talking about the fathers of the, of the daughters who are going in there and their grandchildren being killed. But, but I do want to go and, and, and say this here that, of course, uh, biologically, it, men do have a part in this whole thing. Okay. There is not a pregnancy that's happened outside of a man. I know some people don't know what a, what a woman is. And they think that, that some women have male genitalia, but that is not actually how biology works. That's not how this thing works. It, it actually does take a man and a woman to go into make a baby. So first of all, even when it comes to biology, men do have a part in this entire thing. The, the, the second thing that I want you to realize is that it, it is, it's not Right. That men have gone and believed this lie and have just sat idly by and have done absolutely nothing and they believed the lie that they shouldn't have a say, that, that there's nothing that they can do, that they have no leadership, that this is just all about women. And they mostly sat on the sideline. In fact, I believe that as long as men sit on the sideline, we are not going to see a victory, a true victory over this because uh, God has a specific design and that design is for men to lead. We need men. We need them to step up. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how men should act, specifically concerning standing up for their pre-born neighbor, and, of course, on abortion, but also just some biblical principles here on what men need to do. So stay with us. We're going to take a quick break.
1: There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, medical aid, and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground, ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it. They take action. Visit equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today.
0: God's word tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Truly, sin is a mark of America today. Every second, 28,000 people are watching pornography. Since 1973, over 65 million babies have been slaughtered on the altar of convenience through abortion, and 70% of millennials are likely to vote for a socialist. Sin truly abounds and is a reproach to our nation. But how do we get back on track and be exalted by God once again? Hi, I'm Pastor Sam Jones, and I've written a new book that traces the steps of America's fall and gives us a road to redemption. It's called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You can get a copy of the book at theshininglightministries.com. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. You can go ahead and email us at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the lack of men that we have in our culture. You know, recently my wife and I, we just went and saw the movie uh, Top Gun. Now, of course, there's some profanity in it. There's, uh, There's also some other stuff, so I'm not necessarily endorsing this. But one thing that was nice about this movie is that this movie was masculine. It was also not woke. And of course, with Father's Day that just happened, it really did make me think about where are the men in our culture? And that's what we're talking about today, specifically men who need to be going and engaging in the culture and standing up for their preborn neighbor. Now, of course, the, the whole idea here, the whole lie, the whole narrative has been men shouldn't get involved. But I, I really want to push back on this because I don't see this as the biblical prescription. I don't see this as the biblical prescription, that men should just sit back and not have a voice. In fact, I think that men must have a voice. And, and let me let me take you to a verse here in Joshua 24, 15. Undoubtedly, it's it's one that you have, have heard before. But it is one that that I don't know that we always really think about what it's truly saying. A lot of times I think we just like one nice phrase in it. But let me read it for you. It says this, Joshua 24, 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now this is Joshua going and addressing the Israelites, just as he's on his way out of ministry here, just as he's out of way, on his way out of leadership. And he goes and he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now you've probably seen this. You probably walked into somebody's house that has this. Certainly you've walked down a Hobby Lobby aisle that goes and has a sign that says it. you probably have it printed in your house somewhere. But if you understand the context as to what's being said, because it's not just a nice phrase here, this is Joshua making a proclamation that he is leading his house and there is an expectation in his house that they will serve the Lord. He says, as for me and my house, and by the way, at this point in time, he's not just going and talking about his, his sons and daughters when he says this. He's talking about his grandchildren, maybe even his great-grandchildren, what he's talking about. He's talking about their, his lineage He's saying, they will serve the Lord. I have laid a godly standard. I have served the Lord. This is the expectation. This is how I have raised my children. They will serve the Lord. This is the expectation that they have. They're going to raise their children rightly, and their children are going to serve the Lord. My household, those who come from my loins, will serve the Lord. That is what Joshua is going and making the proclamation of. Now, we need men who have that kind of resolve, because he said this even in the midst of a culture. He says, look, even if the rest of our nation goes and chooses to serve false gods, even if they go and choose to do the wrong thing, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But what do you hear is the narrative today? Oh, I as a man, I just not I'm not sure that, that that I can have an opinion on a woman's body. I'm just not sure if I can have an opinion on whether or not it's right to murder a baby. Hogwash. That's not biblical that's not Christian that's not not at all right first of all you're not the one who's doing any judging God has already judged that it's evil that it's immoral we're just affirming God's judgments and so if we're going to truly serve the Lord we have to go in and say what God has said is right but we need men men of conviction not. Cowardly men who go and drive their daughter to Planned Parenthood in shame to go into murder their own grandchild saying, as for me in my house, we will serve Moloch is what they're saying. We need real men who are going to stand with real conviction and they're going to go into speak out and say what's right, not just to their household, although they should say it to their household, go tell it to your wife, go tell it to your daughters, go tell it to your grandchildren and go and, and, and and tell them it with conviction and passion and tell them that this is the way that it is because God hath said it. But also they're going to go out and they're going to say it in culture. They're going to say it on their Facebook page. They're going to go and say it in their tweets. They're going to go and say it on If they're a pastor in the pulpit, they're going to go and say it outside of abortion mills saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It is evil for you to murder a child. We need men. Today, there is a huge emphasis on destroying masculinity, getting rid of men. but we need a resurgence of men not just any kind of man not just a man who can go and and, and spit really far or go and uh you, you, you know um burp really loud and stuff like that we we need men who will go and have true character, have true virtue, and stand up and stand out for Jesus Christ and made, make the bold proclamation that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, of course, if a man is going to go and do that, it means that they first have to be serving the Lord. You can't lead from the sideline, you gotta lead from the front of the pack. You gotta go and actually serve the Lord, men. You gotta go and do the difficult things. That also means that men, you have to be virtuous. You have to go into and in, in, in put down your pornography. You have to go into put down your video games and grab a Bible. You have to go into shut off the television and go and sit around your kitchen table and invest the Word of God into your family. Men, we need you. The pre-born need you. They need you to be a voice. We just had Father's Day. There is nothing greater that you could do to honor Father's Day and for those who have come before us than to preserve the next generation by investing the word of God in them and in standing up for your pre-born neighbor so that they can have a right to live. Men, where are you? Will you stand up today? Will you do what's right? Thank you for listening to Equipping the Persecuted Radio today. Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. Please email us at Equipping the persecuted at gmail.com. I'm Pastor Sam. Keep standing for the truth.
1: My eyes have seen the glory of the curse.